This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. Osmo's extreme, bruv. We're back. Scunny, how you doing, bruv? I'm good, mate. I'm good. No, but tell the truth. I'm pissed off. Of course you are, bruv. I'm pissed off, mate. I'm pissed off. Uh, what a fucking shambles that was. You, you know what? You're being nice at the minute, man. You're being nice because you're I, actually I am being, I'm being nice. I am being nice. I'm, I'm calm. I've collected my thoughts a little bit. Uh, yesterday, if we did this yesterday straight after the game, it probably would have been a different story. Um, you probably wouldn't get a word in. It would be all f in this cunts that you know. It would be a lot. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. I, made, I made my points on my three, two, one, one, two, threes that we do on our monthlies. You know, I just I couldn't pick. A, I was really struggling to pick a positives, and I was just, mm-hmm. in all fairness, my positives were just given to anyone. <laughs> If I'm being honest, yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, um, you know, when when Oprah Winfrey used to do those giveaways, all right, oh, yeah, give yeah. like an audience member a holiday, man. That, that, that's <laughs> that's how it was like trying to give away. Built you a house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Accepting this, oh man. So you know what we usually do, man. We usually try to pick a topic. Right, that's pissed us off and bring it on the air and talk about it. But we're gonna do it a bit differently, bro. I'm gonna have you pick one player or, or one, you know, just anything from this game that you just want to rip apart, bro. And I'm just gonna let you go for it. Oh, where do we start? One player that I want to pick <laughs> apart. One oh. player. You know, one patch of play. Anything from this game that you're like, you know what, I I, I can't let this go. I need to speak about it. <laughs> now I'm struggling. Yeah, now man. I'm thinking. Now it's got me thinking. Now it's the got countdown. Me thinking. Yeah. Got the, it, got the it, countdown theme tune in the background. Yeah, 30 yeah, seconds man. to go. <laughs> you need the uh, you need the Friday R show yeah, in the background, bro. mate. <laughs> but no um, player I would like to pick apart yeah, possibly possibly yeah player I would definitely like to pick apart Lacazette man come on this guy how many times do we have to say about this guy seriously he's a fucking joke say oh man I'm pissed off this guy is a fucking joke. He's a oh, he's a whiny little bitch who pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know if you're there. Yeah, you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear I just, you. Oh, I, the Wi-Fi is coming in and out, bro. I can't do it. It is fucking ahead, me off. It's fucking me. It's fucking me off. It's fucking me off. It's just, do you know? I I say, what is you know. I say pick him apart. I just think he's... When I say about Aubameyang, I don't know if he was there on... Uh, yeah, we was on the um, thingy show together, weren't we, our monthly, and I said Aubameyang laziness and stuff like that. Yeah. His, I said this a while ago about him being lazy, but not into the extent of being lazy as in not doing anything. I just think lazy in front of goal, lazy going forward. This guy, he can't hold up a ball... His first touch is fucking disgusting. Seriously. And, oh, mate, <laughs> come in, please. <laughs> Man. Uh, oh, sorry, I've just seen a comment well, here you, by you know what? Fergus. This, here, this, is, this is what was... Why pick them apart, the team were outplayed by Villa? You know what I'm going to do? I think that's the point. You know, we were outplayed by Villa. Like, can you hear me? Can you hear me properly, bro? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Can you hear me a little bit, bruv? Yes, I can hear you, man. All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to fix the, the, the Wi-Fi situation that's going on where I'm at, right? Or what I'm going to do, right, Fergus, since Fergus wants to... I'm going to send you the link, Fergus, and I want you to come on here, right, and state your comment why we shouldn't pick them apart than the team where I play. So that's what I'm going to do. So 
Scunny, you do what you need to do. Let me fix my Wi-Fi, and I'm going to send this thing to Fergus. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'll talk about myself. All right, myself. Man, go ahead. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, picking apart players. I don't like to pick apart players, I must admit, but I do like to pick apart players that are lazy and what I think are not benefiting our team. And that is the issue that I've got with a lot of Arsenal players at the minute, and it's mostly the forwards. The reason why... I, we, we start picking about these players is because of the laziness going forward, the lazy passing, you know, not even trying in front of goal. And if they do try in front of goal, it's half-assed. You know, you could you can make a case for Willian, you can make a case for Aubameyang. Now, I've said about Aubameyang before, I don't really want to keep going into that because I, I feel like I'm probably just zoning in on him, which I'm not trying to do. But it's the Lacazette situation... It's just it's just annoying me so much, and I think we pay. I forget about. I was just about to say we pay fifty million for him. Let's forget about that. I don't want to go into that sort of issue of paying somebody. The problem is, is he just doesn't do it for the team. He hasn't done it for a long time. I think it was two thousand eighteen. I think he was a decent player, and then from then on, he, he hasn't been. And the thing yeah. that really gets me about him is we still had Giroud at the time of Lacazette. Giroud got more game time than Lacazette. That tells you everything about Lacazette. And and I think that's the issue with him is, is his attitude. He must be doing something off the pitch as well with his you know with his attitude, his whininess. And I just cannot fathom for the life of me why we keep picking him in the side. But then again I oft, I also look back at there's a reason why we're picking him in the side. Because there's nobody else. We haven't got a backup. You know, we got We've got no backup, and it's really fucking me off that it's these players who are constantly letting the team down. You know, I still haven't forgiven half of these players for Baku. Mm. That's my issue, and it's still these sort of these same players that are letting us down. They're letting the team down. You know, I, you can sort of count Willian out of that one with Baku, but since he's coming, he's had one good game, maybe one and a half decent games. But that's it. You know, it's like, oh, I'm taking my last paycheck. You know, Chelsea don't want me no more. I want to stay in London. I've got interest in London. Where can I go? Oh, Arsenal giving me a contract. Yeah, I'll go there. Okay, fair enough. I've gone here. Right, that's it. I'm winding down my career now. I'm not bothered. I've got a three-year contract with Arsenal. I'm happy days. I'm getting good good amount of cash. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the issue. And it's it's happening all the time. We see it constantly. We never, never, never learn from our mistakes of buying these winding down players that come into the end of their come into the end of their days mm-hmm. in football, and it happens yeah. every time. And I, I'm just sick of it, mate. I've had enough. Oh my god! I, you, you know what's going? Someone <laughs> agrees with me at least. <laughs> Young bird camp, you, thank you, mate. I I agree. The the both camp. Uh, do you know what it is? Hold on. I'm I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Fergus into the room while we do this, right? So, Fergie, welcome to the show, right? And and I'm glad to have you on here because you love to mouth off in the comments, right? So I'm gonna give you the floor in a second. Now, Lacazette, right? And and, and there's a reason why we've been picking that Lacazette constantly throughout the season because it's not just well there's that but um you can be French and you can be great Lacazette is Some French friend. and he sucks right he's French and he sucks and you know there was a period where we were like why is Deschamps picking you know Giro over him constantly Lacazette should be playing for France you see why he wasn't picked for France at that time. It's we know it's there with Lacazette. We know it's there because in 2018, you see that you can go back and watch a compilation of Lacazette from 2018 that you think this is not the same guy. So you constantly ask yourself what has gone wrong. And there was a comment that we made last week that you know Arteta is trying to play Lacazette into form. This has been a year. He's been playing consistently for over a year, and this is the product that we've been seeing with Lacazette. I don't understand it. And, and, and uh, I understand that, you know, the alternative is not great, but he shouldn't be anywhere near this side. Ability-wise, attitude-wise, he shouldn't be anywhere near it. Now, Fergus, I'm going to come to you. 
In your comment, you say, why pick them apart? The team were outplayed by Villa. Please mm -hmm. elaborate. The, the Villa did to us what we did to Man United. They pressed, they, they pushed us up. Uh, uh, pushed us into our half of the pitch, and they just just play, played us off the park. Uh, their midfield just wanted to go forward. Grealish, Bartley, yeah, you know, it was just it, they did to us exactly what Man United did. And the reason I said why pick them apart, I I, I I've watched Twitter. Well, actually, I've given up. I've I've just turned the fucking thing off. I, the rules of engagement are okay, aren't they? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've turned I've turned every notification off, everything off, because the idiots out there just Arteta out, Lacazette has this, uh Abamyang hasn't turned up since he signed his contract. My ass. Abamyang, I don't know, there's something wrong with him. He took pills a few weeks ago. He's obviously not well. There's something going on with players overall within the uh the, the Premier League, forty two percent. Uh, of players have got muscle injuries or some sort of injuries due to the elongated end of the last season, short summer season, and then we're going into this season. Playing behind uh, closed doors has had a huge effect. There's just there's loads of shit going on. And for us to sit here, or for you guys even to sit there and just start pulling players apart one by one, fuck that. Not my, not, not my bag. Well, it's not your bag for a reason. Right? It's not your bag for a reason because you don't. That's not what you want to do. But there is a reason why we are picking apart players. And hold on, Fergus, hold on. There is a reason why we're picking apart players. It's because it's the same players doing the same things. And if you were listening at the top of the show, I asked Scunny, you can pick a player, you can pick an incident in the game, you can pick absolutely anything. All right. Chose Lacazette for a reason, because it's been this Lacazette since the start of last season. This is not a problem that we've been seeing, you know, just recently. It, this it, has it, been it, him. It's probably been going on on and off for a little bit longer. I remember on a podcast, I, you may well have been on it, Mike might have been on it. One of the ones we held on Guns and Yellow Ribbons was um, after the Ozil in the Mint Green at Crystal Palace, uh, where Aubameyang got sent off. Um, and people were starting to slag off Lacazette. I didn't. Um, I praised his work rate. I praised uh, a lot of his attributes. But he, he's just gradually and gradually got more and more bitchy and moany. He's taken over the flappy arms from, from Gwendouzi. Um, he, he's shouting at refs. He's How he's not been sent off for double bookings? Um, I, I, I haven't liked his attitude for a while. But to be honest, there's a lot of players I don't like their attitudes. But I think there's something more wrong with um, just if you look at William last night, uh, he, he he looked like I text in one of the message groups. It looked like it was going to be like, you know, text William to 72,000 to just uh, donate some money to his wages. Um the first Fergie I've seen that accepts mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> you've, uh, if you didn't want to slag people off, mate, you've come to the wrong show. Keep going, Fergus. Keep no, going. No, keep going. I, I, I get it. I get it, Fergus. And I do, I do sort of agree with you in that. Uh, I don't really particularly like slagging players off. I don't. But when it's deserved, it's deserved. You know, and like you've just said there, Alakazette's attitude, it's not just come this season, it's come over the last two, you know, I mean, one and a half to two seasons, he's starting to get like this. And it's been going on for a while now. And it was, I mentioned Baku for a reason, because it's that was the main one for me. You know, after all our fans went over to Baku to watch all that crap, we, you know, you, you've got one on your show with Trev, haven't you? He's, we're all mates with him. Trev went mm -hmm. to Baku and he said, you know, I, I can't exactly remember what he said, but he was on the long, I think it was on the longs of Langlois. That was the biggest shower of shit I've ever seen in my life. You know, don't quote me on that one. I don't think he did say that, but it's, it's one of them I things. That's, yeah, I think he did probably say worse to be fair, but it's one of them things. And, and I, I, and it's, it's the same players that are still the issue at the minute. When people say Arteta out, seriously, Give, yeah, give your fucking heads a wobble a little bit. You know, he's only just fucking started. So that's my issue. With, I don't I don't agree with that whatsoever. I'll tell out now. Fuck off. But when 
it comes down to the players and stuff and giving up. That's my issue. Players in Arsenal, and I've said it for the longest time during when we was uh, when we, we all got together in, like you said, in Guns and Ribbons when we was doing just um, audio only. We said it for the longest time. The players give up too easily, and it showed me that against Villa. They just sort of give up, you know, and that was my issue. And it was the same players that seemed to give up. And it's just, it, it, you know, you look at the likes of Bellerin, you look at the likes of Lacazette, you look at the likes of Aubameyang, you know, and you you still got you've got the new lads coming through like Tierney and Saka. They're giving it they're giving it a go. They're not giving up completely. But when they're seeing these main guys around them, these you know these guys who have con- cemented their place in our team, just ah fuck it, I'm not interested now. It's boring. But, but Tierney, you know, Tierney had a shit show of a game. Bellerin, yeah, uh, stop, 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 Fergus, stop. He did not have a shit show of a game what in comparison to what was around him. Hmm. He was the only person to create a clear-cut chance. Put it on Lacazette's forehead. A beautiful cross, yeah, right? A beautiful cross. Here's the thing. Here's, here's my I, problem. I think he had a poor right? game. Yes, he did. He did here's do my that. Here, here is my problem, right? Because even though he is having a poor game. He is still trying to influence it. So it's all... I look at Bukayo Saka, right? And I think back to he the West Ham game. He was ass at the end of that game. He, 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 needs, to, he needs to be dropped. He needs to be dropped. But you go back to the West Ham game, right? He was having a terrible game, but he was decisive, right? So we look at Tierney. He didn't have his best game, but he was still trying to be decisive, right? Then you look around him. The big men. The experience. The guys who you expect to drag us out the mud, giving up, giving up constantly. So, yes, he didn't have his best game, but you look at him and you go, you know what? At least you tried your best. Listen, at least I can see you tried your best because Manny, that's all you want to see from these players. Effort is number one, you, right? You know that's what, the first I, thing you want to see from players. Go, go ahead, go ahead. You, you know what? I, rather than asking Mike the original question of pick a question, uh, pick a player who you want to have a go at. If we look at the Villa game and you talk about the Villa game, tell me a player that actually performed. Who is the player that actually performed on Sunday night? Because well, yeah, I, I was, sorry to interrupt Rob, you, Burgess. Rob Holding. I, I did say that at the start. I said I don't because we, as you know. We do our three, two, one, one, two, threes, our um, monthlies. And I said that at the start. I couldn't, I just give positives out to just randoms. In, in, I'm being honest. Mm. You know, I, I couldn't, and obviously Max is here. He knows right, who, who, let John Cleese Cleese in? who let John Cleese in? Who let John Cleese in? Welcome, Max. Welcome, Max. Looking ugly as ever. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Had to do something. Yeah, man. Go ahead, Scandi, man. You were saying. Yeah, sorry. And uh, like I say, I, I I couldn't give out a positive, you know, without I was just basically pulling a name out of the hat just to give a positive. Because I agree with you. No one played to exponentially. No one really stood out. But I also agree with what Manny says about Tierney. He did give us our um, own, you know, our one and only chance, really. And Lacazette, which I'm now claiming, is taking the title from Lichsteiner and he's now the 50 pence head. <laughs> he's taken that title because that uh, should have been a goal. I think it's the beach ball head because beach that was all round. Mm. So. Max, I'm Max. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring you in here, but I don't, I don't know I'm whether right you've it. been listening. I don't know whether you've been listening. I don't know. You know what the hell you've been doing, right? But you know what we do on our stream. I've been but listening. I, I just I'm, wanna... up to, I'm up to date. You're up to date. So pick anything date, from bro. this game. Pick anything from this game that you really want to speak about, mate. Um, look, I did the Ask Bros uh, OG with Toby yesterday, and we actually we we made a decision before we went live that you mean Jesus. we were going to take a yeah we were going to take a holistic a holistic view. We we're going to take an open minded view of the game and try not to be emotional. And then we came on and systematically 
slagged off everyone and got really fucking pissed off and drank lots of beer, which is, you know, which is cathartic. And I heard Fergus saying, oh, it doesn't serve a purpose to come on here and draw out players. Well, it doesn't serve a fucking purpose not to either. So it doesn't serve a purpose to sit there and say, with no fans, I'm going to be with no fans at the stadium where you can't emote, which I think is a huge reason why a lot of this is happening. Because if you could be at the stadium and you could emote your fucking disdain for the effort levels that these guys are putting in, they wouldn't be putting them in. And in turn, if there was someone there to emote disdain at them, I don't think they would be putting in these effort levels in the first place. So I think it's a, it's a, it is a world where there are lots and lots of different moving pieces happening at the moment, and we have to take account of everything. So I want to fucking slag off Lacazette for two reasons, right? And I'm just going along with what the the, the, the range of this show is, man. Ian, you know, you said pick a player and I'm going to pick a player. And I, I said on the Aspos OG, I don't think it's all on the players, but that's what we're doing. We're picking a player. The reason why I want to slag off Alex Lacazette is because of all of the people who make all of the excuses for him. Oh, he's, he's played out of position. He's played at centre forward. Suck my dick. That's a load of fucking shit, right? Oh, he's being asked to do a job that he otherwise wouldn't want to do. Welcome to fucking life, Alex Lacazette. Welcome to the life of every fucking person and every fucking job in the entire fucking world when they go into a workplace and they get asked to do something that they may otherwise not have necessarily wanted to do. You're being asked to drop deep and pick up the ball. Cool. Does that explain why the 2018 version of Lacazette ran through brick walls for the team, the 2020 version of Lacazette falls on his ass the second he gets touched and looks like Genduzi in disguise? Does that explain why he has lost his ability to have a first touch? Does that explain why his technique on shooting, on heading, on passing are so poor? And so for me, there's an element where I look at that and I look at Lacazette now. And I said, after this game, two games ago, Manny, I said to you, Lacazette's ceiling is so much higher than any other striker that we have in the club. Therefore, Arteta has to play him because he has to play him back into form. Like I made that broad statement. He has to play, be played back into form. What I would say now is, Alexander Lacazette needs to be dropped, period, out of the fucking team. Because even so if you you're form, fucking someone who wants to run, Eddie, I don't even think Eddie's that good. I don't think he's Premier League ready, but I'll tell you what, Eddie did more in five minutes than what Lacazette did in 60 minutes. Yeah, but, but when, go, Eddie, when Eddie started... I like Eddie. I'd like him to make it good. I don't think he will. Uh, like what you said, I think he'd done okay at Leeds, but he got injured. Um, his his facial expressions look like he's probably a bit, I don't know, a bit Maitland-Niles-ish. I don't know. Um, but I, I, we don't have a centre-forward. Until Martinelli comes back, I don't think we've got anybody we can rotate in that, in, in that area. Lacazette is doing the opposite of good for the team, Fergus. I, I, I think he's actually drawing people down around him, which, which means is... you don't have a choice. You have to play Eddie. And this is management. This is making hard decisions. You can't sit there and say, I'm going to play this guy to the detriment of the team and to the detriment of himself as Lacazette goes further and further and further and further down this hole. I said in those first three games when he scored his three goals, and everyone was like, oh, Lacazette scored in three, three games out of three. I said he's the worst player on the pitch in all three games. He just got his goal. Now the momentum has moved. He's the worst player on the pitch, and he doesn't fucking score. So I would rather have someone like Eddie on there. And I did a tactical breakdown on the Aspros, and someone asked me, and it was Stan the Man, asked me and Mike, well, what does Eddie do? And we said, the difference between Eddie and Lacazette is Eddie at least occupies center, at least yeah. occupied centre-back by staying... Ball. By staying on their shoulder, he gives them something constantly to worry about. Lacazette either doesn't want, and this is another fallacy how people say, oh, it's a clear tactic that he's asking him to do that. The thing I don't understand is if he's asking Lacazette to do that and drop deep into the midfield, would he not be asking Eddie to do the same thing? Because when Eddie comes on and when Eddie plays, he plays the role completely differently. So I actually think the Lacazette dropping deep thing is Lacazette being out of form wanting to feel the ball, wanting to touch the ball too much, coming I, too I, deep and trying I to blend. Think, I think it's probably more... Sorry, Manny. Um, I, I, I do have one question before you jump in in a second, and I'll let you take over from there. Um, 
I think, like I said, dropping back is due to the lack of creativity in the midfield, and there's no supply to him. So he's gone back for the for the um, uh, gone back for the ball to try and bring it forward. But you you talked about saying Lacazette is more the problem and causing more problems within the team. But do you not think that, that there seems to be something deeper running through the dressing room? Uh, I haven't about- even I haven't even got to Mikel Arteta yet. And what seems no, 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 to be no, no, an inability? No, no, because it's all combined. But because before, what- before you go up the level of Arteta, if you look at Ozil, is still involved on the training ground in the dressing room and everything else. He's part of the team. You've got um, Abamian getting a new contract. Um, Lacazette hasn't had a new contract. You got William coming in, who was a one in five player at Chelsea before. A great player when he is great, but a shit player when he's generally shit. Um, I just think that just something looks wrong. I'll shut up now, Manny. No, again, you know, I just, I just wanted to let you guys speak, and I just wanted to listen, right? And Max, I want you to answer this comment. I want you this comment. I want you to answer this comment here, right? You can't be slagging Lacazette when he is asked by Arteta to defend eighty minutes of the game. I think that's a fucking fallacy, and I think it's a cover for Lacazette for Arsenal fans who have a soft spot for him. So he's not being asked to defend eighty minutes a game. He's got open headers on goals that he's blazing over. He's not putting his laces through things. Does that explain why he has such a fucking terrible first touch from the first minute of the game? To answer that, if you're talking about Lacazette after 60 minutes, I've been saying for a long time that Lacazette's fitness level isn't very high and he starts blowing out of his ass after 60 minutes. I think people look at that after 60 minutes and go, oh, cry face, poor Lacazette. I really like him. You know, let's give him an excuse. He's shit from the first minute until the time he comes off. So fuck him. Jog on. Can I just? Uh, I'm just going to jump in quick and answer someone. Uh, answer a question here uh, about who do you replace Lacazette with? Now, at the end of the Friday R show on Friday just gone, I got into a bit of a debate with Corey, who's a regular on with me, and we were saying about uh, Abamyang. I've always assumed that Abamyang was played out on the left wing, even when he was at his Dortmund days. Now, and I had told him to prove me wrong. At, after the show and after the show had finished, he proved me wrong. Abamyang played a lot as a central striker at Dortmund. Now, I was new to this. I, I always assumed he was always on the left. Um, he's going to he's gonna laugh at me for this, and I know, Corey, if he does watch this, he'll, he'll get it, and he'll get me on Friday as well because he did prove me wrong. So we can play Aubameyang as a central striker if we needed to. You know, all we have to do is push Saka up, and there's your replacement. So there's no need to keep playing this... Lacazette, who Matt like simple. I'm, I agree with Max. There's no need for it. This is a detriment to the team. It is not doing the right job. He's he's making uh, it worse. Sorry, go on, money. Uh, Fergus, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you in here, right? And I want you to speak about something within this game that irked you so much that you have to speak about it. Uh, uh, nothing irked me that much within the game because the, ga- the game was was pathetic. Uh, I thought a performance was pathetic. Uh, Pick one. That, uh, it was just, it was shit. I'll tell you one thing that did piss me off. I was listening to, uh, I think it was... Astro or Bien or something, one of those, one of those um, uh, commentators, and they were just going on about uh, uh, Emmy uh, going to keep a clean sheet over Leno. Um, yes, I would have preferred to keep uh, Emmy over Leno because I think he, in the short period of time, was a better keeper uh, that he was given than, than Leno overall. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, mate, honestly, I. I I've fallen out of love with football over this uh, last four or five weeks, trying to force myself to watch. I sat here watching on the telly with fake sound on, no crowd, and commentators trying to soup up a fucking game that was shit, sensationalising absolutely everything. And I just sat there and gone, fuck it. I felt like Donald Trump going, fake news, fake news. It was just fucking... It's just... So nothing... 
nothing in particular about the game. The game was shit. The game is shit. It's all shit. Sorry, mate. I think his internet dropped out. gone. <laughs> Man, you're gone. supposed to come on here and play the game. I am coming to the game. Come here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Your Sky Broadband is as shit as my moustache. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know where I want to go with starting to pick apart this game. So, do you guys remember that song um, by Wycliffe and The Rock? It doesn't matter. I don't know if you could if you have a good that screen, right? So when I look at this team, it doesn't matter what you do with them. It doesn't matter what system you play them in. It doesn't matter, you know, having a player in the number 10 position. It doesn't matter having a Bama Yang down the middle. At some point, a performance like this is going to creep up into the season, right? And I look to the bench, and I said this, and I think this was the Olympiacos game in the Europa League. And I was annoyed with Arteta in that game because he just sat on his hands and subs and, and things were just slow, right? Absolutely slow. So I look to the bench and I look to Arteta and last the last time we did this I said find solutions find the fucking solutions I looked at a Villa team when I saw that they were playing 4-2-3-1 I was like oh my god this Aston Villa team are coming to the Emirates to play us at football and then I looked to the bench and I see Arteta playing the three at the back I see Arteta going at halftime and go, you know what, Partey's got to come off because he's got an injury, but make no other change to stem the tide. Mm. I look to the bench out at Arteta, who is constantly playing Willian. Max, I told you about Willian. Mm. I warned you about Willian. Fergus, Fergus, I haven't finished. I haven't finished, Fergus. So I look to the bench and I ask my manager, where are your solutions? Where are they? You currently have players playing in the Europa League side in a Joe Willock, who's not making the bench. But Danny Ceballos is. What has Danny Ceballos done to earn a place, even on the bench? So again, I ask myself, and I don't want to hear he's a novice. I don't want to hear he just got into the job. I don't want to hear none of that. Because some people will tell you that, oh, he was under pep and, and he learned from the best. I know damn well you didn't learn this shit from the best. So I look again to the bench and I look to our manager. Where are the fucking solutions? Fergus, come on in, bruv. Okay, the question was, who would you put on instead of Party? Party got an injury. Party wouldn't have been taken off. Party actually didn't do. I know everyone like tosses themselves off over how wonderful he was, but I thought he was good. I didn't think I he, he was like first half. Yeah, he was. I thought he, he was, was head and shoulders above anyone else on the pitch for us. That wasn't that wasn't difficult. But what's he meant to do in a team that's playing at no, 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 tempo, I, 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 where he has to create the tempo? I, 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 I get I get that, but I don't think he was like a fucking superstar or anything like that. But who are you going to bring on instead of him? Look at that bench. Look at it. Look at it. Look at the depth in our squad, Manny. We don't we don't have the depth in the squad. We've got a load of kids that we can bring in. That... Fergus, do you know, do you know what I would have done? Do you know what I would have done, Fergus? Because you've got Aston Villa side who are playing the four two three one. They are coming at you incessantly. Do you know match what them, I would have done? Match them in the right? midfield. Fucking exactly. simple. Simple. Exactly. Right? I wouldn't have if you're gonna bring on Sabios, fine, right? Bring on Sabios because Thomas Partey is injured. But there is another solution on that bench that you're not even looking at. Can I play Pepe as a 10? Sure. 
Or can I bring on Pepe, take off Willian, and can I play Maitland-Niles in the midfield and tell him, you know what, you've got the running power, you've got a bit of zest about you, go out there and make a nuisance of yourself. You're telling me that he couldn't have done that? You're telling me that he couldn't have gone, you know what, fuck this free at the back shit, I need to change it because this Villa team are coming at me and they are embarrassing me. Don't tell me that there aren't solutions. Don't tell me that, that you look on the bench and the bench is not good enough, but you have players on there who do something. Use your squad. Can I come in here, Manny? Please do. So I have found that there's, we've, we've spoken about this before, but it's interesting how there seems to be like factionality within the Arsenal fan base. Right, and I've actually been spending a bit of time in some other fan forums because friends of mine put snapshots of stuff and 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 put stuff up from different fan forums they're in. But the factionality in the Arsenal fan base is is truly amazing, and there is a new thing that has come up, a new thing that has reared its head, Manny, in our fan base. You know how we had toxic, toxic negativity in the fan base, and that was the thing. There's a new thing I've found, and it's toxic positivity. It's toxic pro fans. And Arteta is becoming like the totem of this toxic positivity, right? You have to look at the man and you have to look at his, his tactical nous, his coaching ability, and sit there and say, if everyone in the world or if, 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 if so many people in the room can see that there clearly needs to be multiple systems and multiple changes or different teams for different outcomes, then why can't the manager? And this is what you're talking about. If you can't see that when you are coming up against a team where structure is king, where you cannot lose your shape, and I will praise Mikhail Arteta for the following games. Liverpool, we were in it, could have got points out of it. City, we were in it, should have got points out of it. Leicester, we actually played quite well, didn't finish our dinner, should have got points out of it. Manu, we beat them. Here lies the fundamental issue. He's around. He lives. When you are playing... Oh, gone Claves. Uh, when you are playing structure, when you require chaos. So I don't have... like I'm not like throw the baby out with the bathwater with... with Willian, because I see the job that he does. I see how much more structurally apt we are when he's in the team. But he offers nothing attacking, which means he requires other people to do stuff. But when you're coming up against a mid-table team who are set up in an attacking formation against you, why in the fuck are you still backfilling your team with the extra defender? Why in the fuck are you still backfilling your team with the structural winger? It's not like, you know, people keep putting up this, this idea, this concept, right, that you have to, to change Arsenal's fortunes, that Mikel Arteta has to change every piece on the chessboard. I don't believe he has to change every piece on the chessboard. You're talking about maybe changing one piece. I'll change that team right now. Take Saka out the team, drop him because he's blowing out of his ass. His form's been on the slide for three weeks and the weight of the world looks like it's on his shoulders to create. Pull him out of the team. And go and put Joe Willock in the team and say to him, just run. That's all you need to do. Just run. Just cause chaos. Even if you did that and you left Willian in the team, you would have some kind of tangible difference. Then you go goals down. That's when you bring on a Pepe. That's when you say, okay, let's throw caution to the wind. Let's go at it. Let's go and do it. The thing that's most upsetting about what Mikel Arteta is doing at the moment is that old adage of if you keep doing something and it keeps not working, you know, then that is the definition of insanity. And I feel like we're at the definition of insanity now with Arteta. And it's like he has turned us upside down as a club. I'll just get over the giant comment. It's like he's turned us upside down at the club. And he's get, now gone... Worth in, 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 in one, one message, you see. There you go. He's now gone so far down this one track that he's struggling to backpedal. I said to Toby on the Ask Bros, this international break could not come at a better time for us. Because I fucking hope that Arteta and his team spend the next two weeks analysing every single bit of that system that they've created, that system that they created to protect the players, the average players that were in that team, and work out whether or not they need to shoehorn other players into that system or change the system to suit the players that they're not getting the best out of in the eleven. Either way, things have to change. 
Do you think that maybe is naivety to coaching? I, I think that there's you know, too, being I, I, a manager. You know, is yeah. you know, his first job. Let's not let's let's face it. It's a hard job. It's Arsenal. You know, this team wasn't brilliant when he first came in. Far from it. So no, no, Mike, I think that's probably down not... to the amateurish naivety. Hang on, Max. Mike, would you say that um, Arteta has improved what he... Like you talk about what he got and what he inherited. Do you think he's changed and improved what we've got? And has he... Can you see a direction forward? People after eight games this season, less than a year since he started... The uh, his managerial or head coach originally role, he's not even a year in the job. You know, Christmas Eve was his. Sorry, Boxing Day was his first game at uh, at Arsenal. I think he's taken us forward. I just let's 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 face it. He has got us into a better shape, formation wise. I agree with a lot with a lot that Max is saying. What about you know just sort of. What was the word? You know, relying on these players to do their job, and a lot of them can't do it. But by giving us and leaving, lead, leading us into this constant shape, uh, it's worked for a few games. But like again, like Max was saying a minute ago, you've got to change the setup for every team. You can't stick to that same setup too all the time. And I'm just gonna. Uh, it seems to, like you say he's getting a lot of. Uh, he's got months of typing to do by the looks of it and getting involved but I agree with what he says there <laughs> we are constantly inviting pressure onto the team you know I think we got you know Man United the, the game against Man United I think in all fairness they were set up to lose I mm. said that in my podcast they were set up to lose and they didn't match us they didn't match us physically Mike exactly it was as simple as that they didn't match us physically which meant that part of the game wasn't contested no but also also Man United Went and had uh, had a game of their life, um, and won. What was it? Five 0 against Leipzig, which um, yeah. ahead of that game, I would have thought Leipzig going to smash them. So they've played out of their skin. Then we okay, we played mold. Was it our yeah? And we we made it difficult in the first half, but we, we eventually got a result. But that Thursday, I know there was only two of the players, but some of the players that were on the bench and warming up and everything, they were involved in the team. We played Thursday. Villa didn't play midweek. They had a whole week to plan. No, 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 no. I, no, I don't no. agree with that. No, no, no. We, we are You've got not a squad about for a reason. to do that. Yeah, We're You've not got a about squad to players do that. For a reason. It's not an 11-man game. There's 22 players in the squad who are all meant to be capable and a good manager is capable of moving pieces of the puzzle around the chessboard, changing things. He's got an entire team of coaches. They've got nothing but time to look at the game. I thought that Villa looked at Arsenal and said, if we go out there and we play at 100, I can bet that they're not going to play at 100 because we haven't played at 100 all season. I put up that stat on Twitter. We're 16th in the league for metres progressed forward per second. Like that's just, it's a damning stat. We're 16th in the league for how fast we progress the ball forward. So there's no movement. The shape is is far too stringent. And like I said, I really do understand... He came in and took over a team that conceded 16, 17 shots a fucking minute from Emery, leaked goals like a sieve, had Mustafis and Jackers and like all these these players who weren't very intelligent. And I can comfortably say that. You know, I've, 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 I've many times now said that I think that uh, Mustafi has improved under Arteta. I think that Xhaka has improved under Arteta. But the caveat I've always put in there is that he created a system which hid their deficiencies. The problem is with this system, what he's finding now, and, and this is why I'm looking for change. This is why I'm not fucking Mikel out, you're a shit coach, you're this, you're that, because he is learning his way. He is learning his craft, and this is the space with which he's learning his craft. And this is why I said I hope that what he does now is he has time. He's eight games into this season. He has a two-week break now to look at this system, look at this structure, and say, all right, this isn't fucking working. This isn't working for those players. I'll tell you another thing as well. I very much doubt at the start of the season that when he was setting up his plans, 
and he was setting up his systems for how he was going to make this team or how he was going to guide this team through possibly until he could get different signings and different players and play different structures. I very much doubt he was looking at Lacazette, Aubameyang, uh, Willian, let's throw Pepe in there, let's throw Saka in there, let's throw, you know, obviously Martinelli in there. I don't think he would have been looking at that and saying, that's going to be where I'm weakest. That's going to be where all my players are going to be out of form. But in saying that, there is a question of his management now of whether he is capable of performing that element of the job, which is getting guys up, getting guys up for a game, getting guys up and into form. That's where I would question him. And I think that that's actually probably more based in experience than any other element of his job role. You know, coaches are coaches. They're all technical. They all understand. They can all move the dots on the board around. And this goes here and this goes here and this goes here. But I wonder if that's the big lesson that he's learning now. How do I, am I so fearful that if I drop these guys, I'll kill them? And if he doesn't think that the guys below are actually Premier League level, if he doesn't believe that the guys below are actually better, and that's what I was talking about earlier, about ceilings and Lacazette's ceiling and Eddie's ceiling. Eddie's ceiling's nowhere near Lacazette's ceiling. You know, and if he drops Lacazette and if he ha- doesn't do this thing where he tries to play him into form, does it end up killing him? So it, It's so difficult, Fergus, because there's so many moving pieces of this puzzle. Like you said at the start, you take into the fact that there's no fans like pushing the team and driving them through. Uh, you take into account that he's a young manager. You take into account that he's built a system that seems to have worked but doesn't work all the time. And isn't it interesting, with four wins, with four losses, and that's very much how the team looks. Mm-hmm. Um, Manny, bring up that comment by Lumberg Camp. Which one? Uh, <laughs> Ancelotti. That God, will you not stop? Fuck off. <laughs> will you not stop? <laughs> oh. Will you not stop? Is Ancelotti here? Is he here, Fergus? No, he's, he's not. not here. Exactly. No. He, right? He's at, so, he's, at a, he's at an Everton that are declining faster than a Tottenham trophy room. They're like a scotch finger that's been dunked in too much tea. It's just, it's precarious. You're going to need to get a fucking spoon and then eat that mush from the bottom of your cup, Everton fans. Do I want to know what a scotch finger is? It's a fucking scotch finger. It's a biscuit. <laughs> You don't have scotch fingers? They're the ones where you get the two and you break them in half. That's a Kit Kat, we call them. No, they're not fucking chocolate. They're like shortbreads. They come together. You split them. You uh, it, it, must be, it must be criminal food of some sort. Um, what, about, all of you. what about Arsenal fan Ollie Wilkins scored more goals at the Emirates than Pepe, Aubameyang and Lacazette combined this season? Man, I don't want to hear that nonsense. I, I, I don't want to hear that nonsense because the, the, these sort of stats are ridiculous. Ollie Watkins is never going to be the player that that Aubameyang is, and whatever. So we, so we can, so we can, well, let's let's just move on from that. All right? He's not. He's not. But you talk about Lacazette and saying Lacazette is shit, and you talk about this player, that player. I said Aubameyang. Yeah, but, but, you but, never, but, you never heard me mention Lacazette. You heard me say Aubameyang. You but said that, that, but that, that's, I said about me. Let's let the move on. Children, please. <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm talking about is you've you've got a, a player that's just a, a diehard wants to score, a bit like Eddie can do, a bit like you know, just a, a natural um, striker, not necessarily talented. You know, unlike Grealish, who has got some talent, that Watkins is just an out and out. I don't give up. I it's just the That's what Fergus Max, is saying. Max, hold on, hold on for a second. Now, and this is the funny thing, but because we we always look at these players when they come and they do something against us. Had we been linked with an Ollie Watkins, half of this fan base would have been like, "Why are we going after him? We should be going after him, right?" We're only saying these things because Ollie Watkins came to the Emirates and pulled our pants down. That's the only reason why we're we, saying we, no, things. no, no. We 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 served it up to him. Um, yeah, thank but, you, Fergus. Very true. But, yeah. but but all I'm talking about, and I'm glad you fed me the line, the talent desire thing. I just thought his desire to be there and in the positions, a bit like Eddie does. He's in the box. He's a bit of a pest. He's he's the, the Franny Jeffers fox in the box. Sorry, I'm only joking when I say no, Franny. But, but but 
But, you know, it, it, it's players like him. You talk about players that we're linked with that played uh, on Sunday. Uh, Tyron Mings. I thought he had uh, our forward line in his pocket. He towered over them. And if he didn't get that injury when he was at Ipswich, the deal was more or less done. Honestly, I would love to see a player like him. He had a bad season last season with Villa, but he would have been he he he's. I don't, I don't think that centre backs are anything to be sad about. I think Rob Holding has had a fucking cracking season, criminally underrated this season. Gabby has been outstanding this season. I think David Louise looks a definitely a more mature player in an Arsenal shirt than he did last year. I'm, I'm like. I'm not looking at those sorts of players and, and crying about them. In fact, even looking at the teams, I'm not crying about them because I don't think there's necessarily that many players in that team outside of, of Grealish, who looks red hot. But I don't think that there's that many players in that team that look that much better. I'll tell you what the players in that team did look, Fergus. Hungry. Mm-hmm. Hungry. And uh, do you know what Arsenal looked like? They looked like a fucking deer with like a lame leg. And, and Villa looked like fucking hungry lions. And they looked at us. And this is an issue for Arsenal because I, I feel like we've looked like this in the past, right? We look like easy dinner at the Emirates. We, we, we can play up against the big teams. We've done well against City. We've done well against Liverpool. Yeah, because, because well we go United. there. Because we they, go there passive. Because we yeah. don't. The, the problem is, right, we never, we're never never the fucking lion, Fergus. We're never the lion. We haven't been the lion for so long. The only time you see us acting like a lion is when we play shite with kids, uh, shit teams with kids who are going out there and trying to get into the first team. We never play with bravery. We never play with intent. And when we play well, we play well with structure. And that is either a derivative of the fact that the players aren't good enough or is it, or to is play it the like way lions, which is, is it the, the way we pay them, which is a problem. Or it's the structures which, with which Mikel Arteta has put in front of them that they are so afraid. I said in the Aspros yesterday, Arsenal look like 11 players in a 100-metre race at the moment, and everyone has a lane. And if you step out of that lane, what's going to happen? There's no fucking chaos. But it's not even the chaos because Pepe offers chaos, but even he's not a lion. Like It needs to come to him, and when Pepe it does, he does it on instinct. He doesn't go out and grab the game. Yeah, 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 but he doesn't grab. But his technique is fucking superb, and at least when it comes to him, it takes him about twenty minutes he, to get he, there. You but... know, he comes, he comes on, he comes on the pitch, and in three minutes, Eddie goes and runs down a lost cause, goes and gets a foot in, pops it out to Pepe, who takes the touch inside, who curls one, just goes outside the post. That, that's that's what I'm talking about when I talk about like the desire fucking skill matrix and stuff. Like that Manny, I got a question for you, bruv. Go Do ahead, you bro. think? Now, if you play that game and you start Eddie instead of Lacazette, mm-hmm. you start Pepe instead of Willian, and mm-hmm. you start Willick instead of Saka. So I'm talking, of obviously, a 4-3-3. I know uh, we, we've had lots of conversations about the fact that Ted's formation is fluid and where the players are doesn't really matter, blah, blah, blah. If you play those three people, do mm-hmm. we lose by the same scoreline? No. That's all I want to know. Do we lose by the no. same scoreline? Is, is no. it so devastating that we just went out with our best 11, our most structured team, and got done 3-0? Do we lose 3-0 with those guys? Do we lose 3-2? No. Would you rather lose 3-2 than 3-0? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Drop some cunts and find out, Mikel. Because Do we don't what? know because we haven't seen any of them. Hold on a second, Max. I was going to say, have you just answered you know your own question? He has answered his own fucking question. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Uh, you know, I love a question within a statement. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because we 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 go we're going around the houses and we are looking at the solutions. And the man that we want to go and find the solutions is making the same mistakes. So when you tell me would we lose by the same margin, you know, with those players in there, probably. But you probably see a better performance. Because you've got guys yeah. in Eddie and who Willock who would want it. Pepe, it's it's uh, it's it's hit or miss. But we said this before. We said this on the on the you know the Aspos monthly horses for courses. How you, you get at Villa? Shut mm. up, Fergus. <laughs> the courses for courses. The way you go out and you play Villa is that you create chaos. You don't play struck. 
Shire at home against Villa, you have given them the impetus, you've given them the incentive, and you got the warning 40 seconds into that game. It only took 40 seconds to get that warning. Mm. That's all it took. He went with structure when we didn't need the structure. Why would you treat them with the, the same respect as Liverpool and City and Man U? Yeah. No idea. Well, Vi- no Vi- idea. Villa treat the Why big would you give them that level like of respect? Liverpool. It seems ridiculous. Villa treat the big teams like um, Arsenal, Liverpool and so on with the, the same respect. They smashed Liverpool seven. They put seven past Liverpool. They put three. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. Mike, um, you, you remember we talked about the Shaka goal, or you talked about the Shaka goal, and people bleating on the WhatsApp group about, oh, it shouldn't be offside, onside, and, and so on. All of a sudden, when when um, a similar VAR decision is done about that um, uh, first goal against, uh, against us uh, uh, by Villa, there wasn't very many fans all over Twitter and all of our Facebook and everything else gone, oh, VR got a bang on that time, or that's out of order. Yeah, I, I, I'm just fucked off with our fan base, really. Oh! Welcome to the really? right show. Really? <laughs> really? You've come on to the right show, Fergus. Now, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the first time I'm hearing Fergus slate the fan base, because you used to tell me that I shouldn't do that. Oh, let's correct correct you, okay? Um, You were slagging off the people in the stadium about booing or not booing, Wenger in, Wenger out, Emery this, Emery that. And, And I said, well, you come to the stadium and you want, I don't want to. And that's where we fell out. Not fell out, but we we um, we had, had a disagreement. Um, a disagreement. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a second. But never I was I was criticizing the fan base because that's the fan base, isn't it? So no, you've the fa- just done. That's the social media apparently because they know better than the people who go to the stadium but you said that we didn't dig in dig in dig in dig in that's the fan base by the way dig in (laughs) that's the that's the fan base isn't it i've been criticizing the arsenal fan base because as an arsenal fan it is my right to criticize the arsenal fan base you've just done exactly the same thing you've criticized Mm. the arsenal fan but there's nothing wrong with that fergus it's okay man it's okay well, you know what, you know what, Manny? Base, I actually don't. I actually don't have an issue with the fan base this week, because the team hasn't given the fan base any reason to not be mental, any reason to not be divided. They haven't given them any reason not to be on social media, saying lots of stupid things. Because who would get who? Who could possibly still stand there this week after what we just got hand, uh, what we just got served up, and say? Oh, I, I back Arteta one hundred percent. Lacazette's, uh, you know, being played out of position, or Bamiang's being played out of position. Granite Jacker should be back in the team. So actually, I don't have that much of an issue with the fan base this week. My question for the whole panel that I've got, hold on, Fergus. My question for the whole panel that I've got is: Oh, well, you shouldn't have brought me on here. <laughs> three games, three games to go. Three games, three games. Our next three games, which are uh, Leeds. Tottenham and who's the other one? Because right. Wolves. Wolves, yeah. right? Yeah. My question for all of you is, by hook or by crook, is Arteta backed because he hasn't had the time to mould the team? Or even the Arteta in brigade, are we going to start shifting towards there we is have no to see something brigade. from yeah. him? There we have no to see something from there. Well, do, there isn't it. There isn't it in our brigade. No, no, do not, do not start that bollocks of Arteta in, Arteta out. That's not, what I'm, starting it. I'm not starting anything. There's fucking a million people fucking posting it right now. And while we had fucking rows of people before, that, why do we have to be Arteta in, Arteta out? Why do you, ah. Oh, because if We're he not- fails as a fucking manager, Fergus, he should be fired. 
that's three why I'm not saying I want to fire him, but if he fucking loses the next three games or if he plays like shit, you're going to eventually have to reach down, grab your fucking testicles as a fan and say, I now want the manager out. The okay. same way we did with Emery. So, so he, he after the game, sorry, and Mark, I'm conscious that you've not said a word. I've just kept on fucking fighting with Max. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is we didn't start the, Emory, the Arteta in and out. We didn't start that. That shit has been started a long time ago. You know, this isn't a recent thing. This has been going on for the last. Yeah, look, look, look about... Tom in Tom in the bottom. Tom in the bottom. And this is sounding like AFTV. It's not. What we're doing is we're having an open and honest conversation about an open and honest conversation about whether or not he's going to be backed, regardless of results and regardless of performances. That's the question that I was asking. I actually didn't make a statement that I was Arteta out. I firmly believe that we should persevere with him. But I, what I'm saying is there is going to be a point where the power shifts away from the positivity around Arteta, and that's very dangerous for him and very dangerous for our fan base. Hmm. For, fortunately, Arteta is protected with the fact that Stan the man has got a cheaper option. I actually think I, I wasn't a fan of Arteta being appointed in the first place, um, but I am actually quietly well, I'm actually openly pleased with how he's done um, so far. Um, the, the the thing I was going to ask uh, as well was, you you say he has got to stand up and take responsibility. He stood up and took responsibility um, after the game and said he took responsibility for our failures against Villa. And he also said some players will have to look in the mirror at themselves. Mm, I want to oh. see actions, Fergus, not words. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. But... Which which players is he talking about, guys? And I'll, I'll shut up because I need to because I'm going to go fucking mental otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ask Pros Extreme. This is what we do on here. Yeah. This is the show where we stop trying to be moderate, where we stop trying to be good fans and we just, we just shout out our emotions. This is a safe space, Fergus. It's a safe space to say things. Sorry. So... God. So, that's why he's opened his door. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. <laughs> of course, he has. Dirty bastard. I had pussy under my desk. I had to let pussy out. Mm -hmm. oh, Jesus Christ. But listen, boys, we're going to end it here because <laughs> no, no, we're going to end it here because, damn, I I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted listening to it. At the end of the day, we just need to start seeing something different. We need to, because if this carries on, that toxic atmosphere that that you know that that's lingering is going to get to the surface, and then it's not going to go away. So at the end of the day, we get, I cannot wait for this international break, because I truly want to see if these guys are going to learn from their mistakes and come back from the international break and whoever plays he was talking about, Fergus, I don't know who he was talking about, but I hope that in publicly saying this, that he said it in the dressing room as well, that he said it to those players, you guys need to look at yourselves in the mirror. So, say that again? I think he will. He better. I hope he does, yeah. He I hope he does. He's better because, I, I, because better. I like because I like him and I want him to be successful and I want him to stay. One hundred percent. You any anybody right now who wants Arteta to fail, you've got an agenda. It's just yeah. that simple. It is that simple. You the league gunners want... of the world that have been fucking slagging him off since day one and are now tweeting, "I fucking told you, I fucking told you." Because That's people toxicity that... because it's preempted toxicity. You yeah. wanted him. To I mean, fight. this is this is exactly what we talk about. And then Ben Fergus, we're going to go on about the fan base because this happens because you have people out. And I said this on on hey, um, Manny, what was that story called? Oh, I, ha I have a DVD to watch. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! No, but <laughs> I was saying this about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was saying this about. Um, I was saying this about Leno and the Martinez thing. There are Arsenal fans out oh. there who want these players Man. and who want Arteta to fail just to say, I told you so. It's just as simple as that. If you want Arteta to fail just to then go on Twitter and go, I told you so, then you know what? You are the problem. 
Getting it rained on the Arsenal players. <laughs> I, I love the. I like DWTT. He always comments and he's, he he makes some good ones there. And I yeah, I can see that, mate. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. We're we're gonna leave it there, man, because we can we can go on all night, well and truly. So thank you for listening. Another episode of Arsenal's Extreme, and we just argue and pick things apart because this is the platform to do so. If you, so, if you want a more moderate platform, there is other options. You know that, Manny. Uh, no, no, they can go. They can go and find the moderate options. They can go find the moderate options themselves. All right. If you're going to come here, you know exactly what is going to happen. You have your moderate options. You go and listen to it. If you come here, you enjoy the craziness and the realness that we say on here, and you move on. So guys, and it feels good. It feels good. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> guns and yellow, guns and yellow ribbons, everyone. If you want a moderate, loving, uh, where everyone stands around the room and Kumbaya! and, and, and that, that, they all sing. There's a there's a little guitar <laughs> in the middle. You ask Trev, you ask old man Trev for a prediction. It's four nil. It's always four nil. It'll never be anything but four nil. Do not, do not take. Trev. Trev has done more fucking man miles than anybody else I know. Trev, Trev, is, my, Trev is my favourite, Fergus, my favourite on YouTube Arsenal personality. I can tell you that for a fact. I love the old man. When you feel down about your team, you go listen to the old man. He'll make you feel better. And, and even when he's got the ump, he still yep. will do with, with an element of positivity. Even when Fergus is trying out something new and he does a show which is like, watching the game live and, and Trev eats a kebab for the first 15 minutes. I mean, that for me was, it was an experience. <laughs> I, 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 like get, I like Trev in, in We need to get him on here. Drunk Trev in Baku. Drunk Trev in Baku is like no, one, one of, back, one I don't of think it was Baku. It's the one where everyone was looking for his hotel. Uh, um. <laughs> oh my God. No. We, need to get being, him on we, we are going to get him on here. We are going to get him on here. We're going to do it. That was, that was some that serious... Me, that was a giant fucking hornet. I'm yeah, sure you wish in Australia. Anyway, 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 anyway. Now we're fucking rambling. We need to <laughs> yeah. end this shit. Go and enjoy your Tuesdays. Enjoy your international break. Forget about fucking Arsenal for two weeks and then get ready to sign in back to the psychiatric, to the psychiatric ward, man. So I'll see you guys on Arsenal's Extreme when this shit gets better. Up the arse. <laughs>